I'm Joe Lidster and this is a surprise Big Finish podcast. It's a surprise for us because we're recording it on, I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday, Tuesday something. We're moments before it's being released. Tuesday yeah. and apparently it's coming out on Wednesday. So, um, hooray, hello from Camden. <laughs> <laughs> hello from Camden. Camden. The votes for Bloodlust are coming in. Um, so yeah, this is a, uh, a bit of a uh, quick podcast uh, about Dark Shadows Bloodlust, our new uh, mini-series. Um, it's a 13-part murder mystery with ghosts and vampires and stuff in. Um, it's also it's about small-town America. It's very Twin Peaks, Broadchurch, The Killing, that kind of thing. Um, and we're currently halfway through. Uh, today, or midnight last night, episode six came out, um, which saw the return of yet another well-loved character. And yes, the, the deaths have started mounting up. Uh, and so we're <laughs> having good. a bit of a thing. Oh, I should introduce ourselves here. I suppose, yeah. So yeah. also here with me is co-producer and sound miracle guy, David Darlington. Hello, that's me. And co-writers, uh, there were three of us writing the series, me and Alan Flanagan. Hello. <laughs> if you say it normally, they'll recognise your voice because he's the Irish one. Hello. Oh, cheers. Hello. <laughs> uh, and Will Howes. I'm the one with the less descript accent than all the others. Yes. Yes. He's from Welsh Sussex. So, yeah, so we're just doing a bit of a podcast to um, just really kind of go, if you haven't tried Bloodlust, let's talk about um, how it came together, uh, what it is, how it's going down. Um, it's going down very well with uh, fans and getting great feedback and reviews. And obviously, if you've never tried Dark Shadows, then now's the time to try it. <laughs> uh, so Dark Shadows was a TV series in the 1960s. Uh, it was a soap opera with a sort of spooky atmosphere. And uh, then eventually they brought in a vampire and the view figures went through the roof. And um, it's not an exaggeration to say it was Dalek mania. It was Beatles mania. Uh, and it's an amazing series, which obviously very few people over here have heard of. It was, it was, um, never, it was never shown on UK terrestrial television. So yeah. it ran for... Ran for 1,225 episodes in America and was syndicated and repeated and so people saw it in the 80s even mm. though it was originally in the 60s but yeah unless you had cable in the kind of late 90s you wouldn't pick it up in the UK oh, I was in Yorkshire we, we barely had a television so <laughs> <had> cable. Um, <laughs> I think 2006 uh, Stuart Manning uh, uh, who used to work for Big Finish suggested uh, they get the licence for it and Big Finish took a, took a punt on it really because it's so unknown over here but very big in America and it's been going since then, and over the last couple of years, I've moved in on it, and Davey's moved in on it, and uh, we've recently, over, so over the last two or three years, we've been bringing out vaguely standalone, but with serial, serial elements, um, hour-long plays. So they're the equivalent of the Dot Two Companion Chronicles, um, called the Dramatic Readings, which use actors from the TV series, actors from Doctor Who, actors, um, younger new actors, uh, all sorts, and, and we've recently... Uh, bought out Bloodlust, this 13-part series, which is a return to the full cast audios uh, that Stuart did for, and then a four-part epic story called Kingdom of the Dead. I think someone else should talk now. Well, I will thank you for, yes. uh, for that, because I don't think I've ever gotten a proper Dark Shadows historical lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when things have happened. Because it's been, what, five years since Kingdom of the Dead, the second full cast audio like series. Yeah. Um, and that ended on a cliffhanger, which we inherited. And so we have the kind of question, do we try and follow that exactly on? Do we take all the characters exactly where they finished five years ago? Or do we do something new? Um, and I think we all agreed we really wanted to appeal to new listeners who, who hadn't listened to necessarily the full cast audios, maybe hadn't listened to the dramatic readings, maybe had never heard of Dark Shadows, and just kind of take the characters and give them an interesting story 
but also ensure that the people who had listened to those were rewarded as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. We, we, we won't ignore, or we're not ignoring, the end of Kingdom of the Dead, but um, if we'd followed on directly from it, new listeners would have put on a CD or listened to a download that was two people who they don't know being possessed by a thing yeah. and not having a clue what's going on. And we thought, no, we'll do what the TV series did. And we've done it a couple of times in the audios, but we'll do what the TV series did, which, unlike any good soap opera, you... Um, or new series of anything, really. Ideally, you bring in a new character into mm-hmm. an established mm-hmm. setup, and so we brought in two. And I think there's a, a danger with um, sort of just appealing to fans who already know it as well of it all just turning into fan fiction. You know, for instance, like that that Hitchhiker's book that someone else wrote, which is suddenly all about getting the gang back together, which was the last thing that mm-hmm. Douglas Adams ever was interested in doing. I think um, we, and we, that's we sort of. I mean, there's always going to be an element yeah. of that in what we do in, in Dark Shadows, but it's not. Uh, I think it's not what drives us. What was always at my at the back of my mind was the the TV series ended in seventy one or seventy two. Mm-hmm. Stewart's full cast audios are set about eight, uh, ten years later, and I think what was always at the back of my mind was had Dark Shadows continued into the eighties what would it have been like, you know, and characters would have left, new characters have joined, um, and it would have continued becoming more modern, I suppose, as yeah, well, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, I think it's, 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 and it wouldn't matter when you kind of set Dark Shadows, even the 80s and 90s, and still it would have that creepy small town vibe, yeah. but yes. slightly different yeah. technology. It's slightly <laughs> timeless, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we've, given, we've given David Collins a mine. Because yeah. we, we, said, we said, you know, what was 80s TV soap? It was Dallas. Greed it was is good. Yeah. I, in, my, in my head, Alec Newman is wearing a massive Stetson. Yeah, yeah. we had, we had um, but there is a shoulder pads in the recording studio for everyone. Because yeah. there's, there's a mystery about everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Move everything the, you know, Mrs. Grayson. It doesn't, it's not necessarily beholden to what came before, but it's not ignorant of it. It's just kind of a chance for it to go, this is a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, things that have happened before have happened. But this is a new chapter, a chance to introduce people. The introduction of Mike and Melody, the two new characters you mentioned, um, I think is an important part of that because it's a chance to literally arrive in Collinsport with yes. through the eyes of two new yeah. characters. And no one, no one who's listened before has an advantage over anyone who hasn't listened before because they are completely new. Yes, mm. yeah, and they get to kind of experience the uh, the old players in town, the new players in town, and see them. And of course, their newlyweds and their marriage will be incredibly happy because they've come to Collinsport. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to go so well. And of course, people who've heard episodes one to six will know a lot um, more. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. We'll know what we're trying not to talk about and with various things. Very hard not to yeah. you right now. Um, yes, yes. You described the first thing you described it as was a murder mystery, and that's how we've kind of described it. And then added on, you know, actually, it's also a bit gothic. It's a bit mm. silly. It's a bit. Um, fun, it's a bit soapy. But actually, when we started, it wasn't a murder. When we sat down to storyline it to begin with, it wasn't. It no, wasn't a murder mystery at no, all. Because we had to sit there and go, well, what, what, what can we do? It was um, Davy came up with the idea of us doing it as the serial, um, which I loved uh, because it means more cliffhangers. Yes, and cliffhangers are brilliant. <laughs> you love your cliffhangers. Uh, I do love cliffhangers. <laughs> I like cliffhangers. Cliffhangers are an excuse for characters to say lines that actually nobody in the real world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they sound really good as a cliffhanger. Yeah. And actually, when the, the point, although that's a brilliant idea for liking it, the point was actually more to try and have gaps between episodes as much mm. as anything else. Mm. And that's the thing that I think seems to be working with the people who are, are listening to it and really enjoying it, is the fact that it's not an hour and it's over. It's half an hour-ish. Some of them are insanely longer than that. But Sorry, I've yes. apologised. <laughs> I thought it was me. I was going to apologise. Never mind. No, it's, it's, uh, no. I, I know it definitely wasn't me. It definitely <laughs> wasn't him, no. Um, but yes, they're, they're sort of the idea being that you, you would listen to one and wonder, well, what happens next? And you don't find out for a few mm-hmm. days. Um, and I think and that's, it's... That's trying to just engage people over a longer yeah. period of time. And, and it's that, more... Yeah. It's more 
loyal to the kind of roots of the show. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a genuine soap opera. It's yeah. a genuine like cliffhangers and yeah. bouncing multiple plot lines back and forth and yeah. and mad conversations in drawing rooms. <laughs> and, and, and it does. We, you know, I mean, that's that's how we approached it. And but also that it, that is the feedback we're seeing on the forums and stuff. What I'm what I'm really enjoying on the forums is seeing active engagement with mm. stuff. People aren't going that was a good episode or that was a bad episode, you know, whatever. People are sitting there and going, we know that she was there. Yeah, yeah. And then 10 minutes later, she wasn't there. So where was she for those 10 minutes? Perhaps she did it, you know, and we're actually, you know, and people are actively engaging with it. And they're, they're, some people are seeing the clues that we want them to see. Some people are seeing patterns and mysteries and things. We had no intention. Some people have got close to the truth and some people haven't got close to the truth or have gone down red. You know, and, and and it's, it's immensely satisfying when you, you know, it is a murder mystery and there are red herrings mm. and... There's something immensely satisfying about seeing someone on the forum picking up on a red herring and getting excited about it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's also a soap opera, so it has got overlapping storylines and different characters. And I think that's how we approached it as writing it, by going into it as as new. We, we sat down, the, the four of us, and went, well, here, here are the characters we know we have coming back from Dark Shadows, so what else do you want? And like the first thing I said was I wanted younger characters um, because it's a family and it's a soap opera and soaps have... Your younger characters, your working characters, your retired characters, you know, and you want that mix of generations, which I think is something that's been slightly lost in the Dark Shadows mm. audios up until now. Because you need so, that different energy that they bring to it. You yes, want a different yeah. energy. You want groups of people who go off together, you know, mm, yeah. but, you know, you want people who are friends and families and stuff. All the, all the self-contained stories aren't, are self-contained stories, whereas this is about a community. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what we wanted, and that's how we sat down and kind of went, well... For example, we knew we wanted to bring a character called Amy Jennings into it um, because she's a character who was in the TV series we've used in the audios and she's a great actress and a really fun character. So we thought, well, let's give her a family. So we we structured a family around her, which includes Matthew Waterhouse um, uh, and Scott Horan from Wizards vs. Stadium. So we we built a family around her and then we sort of went, well, Scott's character's going to need friends, so let's create a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. What are they going to be like? And it was, we sort of worked around and created this community yeah. and then, and then said, like, right, who's going to die and um, <laughs> who's who's going to be the killer? And, and it's even going, actually, everyone needs to connect up. So yeah. when we go, oh, right, well, for the whole murder mystery, we're going to have to have a sheriff and we don't mm. currently have a sheriff. Because, because <laughs> Due to the high mortality <laughs> rate. <laughs> but because, so we said, well, actually... If um, Amy's son has to have a friend, then let's make that friend the daughter of the sheriff yeah. and mm. join everything up. And, yeah. and let's cast Trinity Wilson, Doctor Who, as the sheriff because <laughs> she's the best thing in all of Doctor Who ever. She is. Uh, and she's amazing. She's got such attitude. Yeah. Yes. She's like, really she's got good. Such attitude. But again, she brings a real energy to it. And I think that's one thing, again, we wanted with it. Although it's, you know, it's spooky and it's gothic and there's all that atmosphere. What we really wanted to it as well was an energy. Again, mm. that's another reason we wanted the young kids. You know, there's a t- potential for teenage characters to be annoying in that kind of thing, and we were slightly worried that they might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The actors are brilliant, so they sort of toned it down a bit. But you know, you want that energy of young characters rushing off headlong and just investigating stuff because that's what young people mm. do, and who equally care as much about murder as they do about getting beer. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but what that does as well is that we wanted. It just slightly feel a bit more real world, like Dark Shadows, and this started as a TV series. Was the real world? It mm. had a bit of an atmosphere to it, but it was people going to the pub, people have jobs, people, people have, have jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's a big jobs, thing. Yeah. You know, and that's something we've brought back. We've gone, well, what, you know, so we've got the newspaper, and we've got the you know the sheriff's department, and we've the got mine. people who run the pub and, and the mine. You know, and we wanted to create that sense of community, 
and then you bring in the spooky stuff and mm. then it has a lot more impact I think so when Angelique arrives for the first time when Barnabas arrives first time it's dramatic and exciting both for new listeners who are sitting there going I don't know who this mad woman is um, <laughs> but she sounds brilliant <laughs> and for older fans who are going it's only been a year since I last heard an audio but that's the most exciting sudden arrival of yeah. someone mm. ever in the world ever and if you have characters who are kind of grounded in reality in a way that the supernatural characters mm. aren't then it means that the supernatural characters have something to be different from yeah. yes look up against mm. yeah there would be nothing worse than just having ghosts and vampires and werewolves talking to each other for 13 mm. episodes because yeah. yeah. you know you have you enjoy those moments while they're there mm. but if they're not if they're not rubbing up against something very different then it just becomes the same <laughs> yeah. thing yeah. for and also the thing I, mean, I find with, with those characters like Quentin and Angelique especially we've done a lot of dramatic readings with there's a temptation and it's probably the right one I don't know to humanise them a lot you know because mm. it's the star of something mm. yeah, you yeah. know you don't want they can't be uh, arch villain. You don't want they it to can't. be camp and arch all the way through. You yeah. don't want it to be going around killing people because that's what she does for fun. You know, you can't have. You know, that's difficult to to sustain across yeah. a series of mm-hmm. different stories. By making creating this human community, they can be more ethereal. They can talk less like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that anybody in Collinsport particularly talks yeah. like a normal human being. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if, Ange- if Angelique and Barnabas wanted to kind of be a bit archaic and a bit yes. old-fashioned, yeah. then actually that helps that. set them apart yeah. rather than make it inaccessible. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, I've just listened to episode seven. Which, which is mental. It is mad! But you are listening to episode seven going, none of these characters are the same that they were at the beginning. Every single mm. one has developed in some mm. way. Well, the ones that are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that have died. The ones that have died. Yeah, there's always yeah, yeah. room for um, returning. But yeah, no, it's it's actually hearing them and going, this is exactly what we set out to achieve. But like you were saying about characters having secrets, I always find if you watch something like Broadchurch or The Killing, while everybody talks about who done it, or, or, or the Lucy Beale murder in EastEnders, which is happening at the moment, while everybody talks about, oh, who done it, who done it, who done it, actually... It's not hugely important. You watch something like The Killing, and actually the exciting thing is, is at the end of each episode of The Killing, and I think it's the same in Broadchurch and stuff like that, is you get the sudden revelation that someone's lied about where they were on the night of the murder. Yeah. What were they up to? And blah, blah, blah. And of course you realise, well, if, if they're suspicious at the end of episode two, chances are they're not the killer at the end of episode 13. Or yeah, yeah. You can't it's be like certain. Out of the way. But what's brilliant, I always find about those shows, is that putting together of what everybody was doing, working out what all their secrets were. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping... This is a similar thing where, you know, gradually as the series goes on, you'll realise X couldn't be the killer because actually X's secret was this. But that that's rewarding in itself and mm-hmm. it whittles down another suspect mm. before we get th- the big reveal. I think it just allows everyone to play detective and yeah. I, I think oh, people yeah. love that idea of something having like interlocking parts and they're yeah. like, okay, I know that this person was here and this person was here and therefore this and therefore that. I think it's just kind of fun and very, very, very difficult to write. Very difficult to write, especially on audio when you have to sort of go... Main Street. Right, but where's Main Street in relation to yeah. any is any listener gonna work out? Oh, they that all Main have, as far as I can they all have Segway scooters as far as I can yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go between any two locations yeah. at high speed. Also if you if you're doing a proper full on ongoing soap, the plot lines start and stop at different times and they overlap in the internet. Mm-hmm. Whereas our plot lines and some of them have carried over from the previous stories, but basically everyone starts from one, uh, episode one and everyone's gotta have their key storylines wrapped up. At episode 13. Looking for a frenetic finale. We tried to vary it as much as we could, but within yeah. the context of that, so yeah. yes, it's still, it all happens within those 13 episodes. Yeah, reveals yeah. come in and out, but it's all got yeah. to kind of tie together yeah. at the end uh-huh. because there is an end. When did I start working with you guys? 
two years two ago. Years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I started working as script editor and then I wrote Carriage of the Damned. And so I've been kind of involved in the dramatic readings and wasn't familiar with the show that much mm. when I started. But it's been fun to kind of... So I entered through dramatic readings. So I was getting all these kind of two or three person dramas and now it's just like someone's taking all these boxes and yeah. just emptied them out and they're like oh what happens when this toy plays with this toy <laughs> yeah. and you do get that where you kind of you put people in pockets whether it's mm. the kids or whether it's who's at the inn and things like that but then you're writing an episode and you go oh in this scene these two characters are together and they haven't been together before yeah. and you get this exciting thing of oh I wonder what so how would, so they, would, think how would they interact I can honestly say it's the hardest thing I've ever worked on um, well, thanks Joe yeah, because you were such a pain. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, it really has been the hardest thing I've ever worked well, on take, out of um, any medium. It took a year. Yeah, to get this it took a year. Finished. Because, yeah. that today, yeah. And it's you a know, year and a half to finish product. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's why I have so much respect for soap operas, because a soap opera gives the impression it's a bunch of people living in an area, walking around, and having stories and storylines over a lap and things mm. like that. You actually look into the making of a soap opera, just the actual structure of how to get, you know, well, sorry, those two actors can't work together that week because they're busy working on that episode and doing this here and doing that there. You know, even just the very structure of putting the actors together is hard. But to do the storylines, to sit there and go, well, how can storylines overlap? How can you get mm -hmm. people together? <clears throat> if we're killing off a character, they, are they going to have grieving family? Well, we actually want the family in the pub with everybody yeah. else when that mm. big storyline happens. So yeah. how can we get them yeah. to the pub? And, and, and throw in a character being a vampire who can't... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that's the day. It, it's the, the work, I think, that's got into it. I'm just really proud of. and Because when, when I listen to it, it sounds kind of effortless. It does sound like a bunch of people just walking around yeah. having their storylines that instead are all of, kind of... Instead of, of four thing. men tearing their hair instead out of reading <laughs> How can that person be in the pub? They've got to get to the pub. Yes, actually, because I, yeah, although I was involved in a lot of the setup discussions, once it got into detailed scripting, I backed out a bit. <laughs> because it was like, all, all it's going to be is extending the conversations by 33%. You, you missed some amazing shouting oh, matches. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite was the one in Peach Express. <laughs> the, one about, the one about time. Yeah. Oh, time and the one about what a character says in episode seven, uh, where I wanted a character to say, I am something, yes. and you two both laid into me. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I yeah. laid back into you. Yeah. And, uh, but we yeah, won. And we won. You we won. won. Yeah. That was the one you did win. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, looking at people on, on the next table, you know, <laughs> just looking at these three blokes, two bottles of wine down already, going, but don't you understand? <laughs> a vampire would do this. <laughs> and actually, it was one of those uh, one of those shouting match conversations, I believe, when uh, someone and I still don't actually know who it was came up with the title. Me, it was you. I was going to bring it up yeah. anyway, but it's me. This whole thing is because of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were still just calling it Dark Shadows: The Return, the return. at that point, which was rubbish. Let's yeah. Face it. yeah. But it was like we just couldn't think of anything that wasn't too melodramatic without being interesting. I just like two so, words so put together. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yes, I, got, I got a text from Joe that night saying, we, we think we've come up with a name unless you hate it. And it was like, yeah. there's a sentence of bloodlust. No, that's brilliant. Absolutely spot on. Yes, like, bloodlust oh, or God. cheese board. <laughs> <laughs> Some combination of two words. Yeah, at that point, we were just looking around the room going, yeah. <laughs> it's, high, it's high on blood and there is some lust in there's there. There's a lot of lust. Yes. There's a lot of lust. Yeah. A lot it of gets a bit saucy. Yeah. But also, what it does is, I think, as well, is it gives it its own. Brand. It's Dark Shadows. Blood I've Blood. saved the show. That's the you name. Can yes. You can say it. You can say it. Alice's lovely like episode designs um, yeah. and mm. images kind of come from that title. Yeah. Yes. Suddenly yeah. everything because uh, it was one thing I was very keen on was um, to bring in diversity. 
Um, that was the dance like- troupe. That's an episode seven. Yeah, um, wasted on the radio. Sound great. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's always a always a horrible thing to talk about because it comes with so many things. But I was very aware. Dark Shadows, the TV series, basically, I think in the whole TV series, other than characters black top. Has um, yeah. one black actress who has one line in one episode. Nurse? Is she um, nurse in the description? Yes, she's yes, a nurse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was very keen that we actually made it more diverse. And also, there is a, uh, you know, a gay character and things like that. And I was just very, so, yeah, I mean, I was very pleased that Overview picked up on that and really sort of went, it, it, you know, for a start, it's just more interesting on audio because people have different voices mm-hmm. and it brings new things to it. But um, I was very keen that it was, you know, we, we did move on. We've got a female sheriff now and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Dark Shadows itself has always been a very strong show for females, even the TV series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, for all the talk of Barnabas, it's when Julia Hoffman joins him that he becomes much more interesting. And she's the most astonishing woman who's ever been on television. Um, but also, um, actually, the sheriff wasn't particularly part of the character. It was yeah. just a, well, actually, if we get Lachelle to do it, That'll be great, yeah. and then it was, a, it was sort of colourblind casting almost. It was just um, yeah, I think yeah, she'll be great. I just think it's I, I think I think even in this day and age, you know, you sort of go actually these things are important. You mm. want representation. You need to see mm. representation in things. I love I love um, how strong it is for women overall. Yeah, it? I mean, you, yeah. you've got Ronda, but you've got you've got Angelique. You've got the returning characters like Angelique. Mm. You've got um, Maggie. Ma- you've got Jessica Griffin. You've got Ooh. Amy, and then you've got Maggie, who we haven't yeah. you know at the. Episode six, you know, we haven't even begun to touch on where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we again, when we st- when we started and we were looking at the characters that we had, mm. we went straight in and said, you know, actually, Maggie is going to be really important mm. in this. Uh, and you know, I mean, the character that seems to have gone down brilliantly with the fans is by Matthew Waterhouse's Andrew Cunningham, mm. who, frankly, is what? just one of the most <laughs> horrible, horrible pieces of work, but charismatic things was, uh, I've ever heard. You listen to him and just go. I kind of hate you, but actually, I kind of want to be a friend. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I want to stay on the right side of you. But I was, I was, I was sitting at home the other night. I was listening to it with my fat mate, and she kind of, she turned to me at one point and said, "Why is he so horrible?" Like, <laughs> it's fun to write. I'm, I'm proud of a lot of things in it, but actually, I do love that. Obviously, we know what every one of those twelve cliffhangers is, yeah. and every one of those twelve cliffhangers is fun and different. <laughs> I yeah. swear there. <laughs> fun mental. Um, Actually, yeah, because I remember one of the, the discussions being when we were talking about how cliffhangers and we were starting to sort of top each other with how mad and camping mm. and insane they could get. I was trying to remember that some of them should be soft cliffhangers. It's mm. like, you know, it's, it's not a big reveal, it's not a big moment, it's not, you know, nothing in the world will stop me now. It, sometimes it's just say something insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in a small way, you know. Yeah. Um, and I love the end so of the episode flavors. two, which is something that I thought wasn't enough of a cliffhanger and now they heard it which I can't say obviously. oh yes it's yes. when someone knows someone else yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. and it's a love it's, it's a proper soap cliffhanger yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really two characters really, yeah. 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 yeah whereas yeah. I think my favourite is all this madness stuff and loud stuff happens and then someone walks into a room and quietly tells someone something that completely destroys their world. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I just say, you know, I love that we suddenly have this very quiet cliffhanger. Yeah. And also the tone of it, I think that was one thing, I mean, that was one of the, the stand-up rows on Peter Express was, you know, a character dies, characters close to them will be grieving. But it's like, We've got half an Could hour. You We've got a cast of ten. <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. grieve in a proactive way that kind of furthers the plot, or just get off screen for an episode? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then we do do that because soap operas do do that. There are occasionally episodes where a character has one line, two lines, or I think there's mm. a couple characters disappear in a couple of episodes. Um, but it's explained where they are. But it is. It's actually getting the tone of it mm-hmm. um, because it's such a bonkers tone of. We want it to be scary. We want it to be dark. We want it to be emotional. We do want actually people to emotionally engage with it as well as well as 
intellectually try and work out the stories. It's also you, you do want it to be a bit camp. It is, you know, we've yeah. said, you know, you want that fun, that joy of it. Mm-hmm. How do you do that with a grieving character? You know, it's yeah. like, how can you get that have the person there, you know, the tears. But we do we do want characters to to come in and out. So, you know, mm. a character will have an episode where they're central and we even talked about all these things have to happen. This is where the characters need to move mm. from and to. Mm-hmm. But then it was up to us how we at least in our you know, first drafts put that together. Um, but yeah, you would go. Actually, this this episode feels more like a self-contained piece of drama in its own right as well. If yeah. a character comes in at the beginning and is the key person and is then there at the end, paying off what they've done, mm-hmm. then hit the cliffhanger for them to bring in. Again, it's all about them going on journeys, isn't yeah. it? And um, and looking what the characters want and what they need. Is, jo- is Journey like the new arc? Is that is that what we see these days? That's is always that, been a thing. Is that always yeah. a thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Arc is arc is I think fairly. Actually, that was in Babylon 5. It's yeah. been going a long yeah. time, <laughs> dark, yeah. Uh, well, back to the last train, if you want to be You've got to get funny to about it. Yeah. Get to <laughs> kind of wrote parallel, but we also wrote sequentially. So most of the earlier episodes were done before the later episodes. Mm-hmm. And so we could kind of play off how, where, where characters were introduced. We could see how the previous writer had introduced yeah. them mm-hmm. and pick up how that character was written. So although we had all, all our character sketches and knew what they were like, it did it made it much easier to go... Right, this is how Alan has written Andrew, so yeah. in my subsequent episode, that's how I will write Andrew. Yeah, so you get to follow on. Just on, because the, on the, it's been probably the most, the, the most favourite writing experience I've ever had. The bestest. I, the bestest, because it was a lot of work, but it was never, um, it was never that confrontational, apart from the Pizza Express Pizza night. Um, <laughs> and, but the, like, and, the, was, and the other one about episode seven. Yes, yeah, about like the the the, when, the local character rules. Yeah. When, you, when you all enjoy episode seven, just bear in mind that Jolissa didn't want that to happen. <laughs> we'll, yeah. well, all of episodes seven. Yeah. But what I was, I, I, was, I, had, I had a point I was saying. <laughs> oh, um, what, no, the reason I really liked it, and the reason that I kind of love the 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 serialized nature of it, is that we genuinely get to do every type of thing that you can do in drama. And there's little things like the opening of episode two, uh, which I wrote, is you get to cross-cut between the mornings of all the different characters. Mm-hmm. And there's like seven sets of characters and you just get to see what their morning is like, whether it's waking up from a hangover or waking up from a hangover or waking up from a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, a lot goes on in that town. I yeah, think yeah, even more than I do yeah. if I live in... And there's like episodes, there's there's episodes with the, like a lot of like... there's a, there's two-hander type stuff going on and there's like there's big crowd episodes and there's kind of mm. there's a lot of stuff going on and there's also stuff that where you get to kind of break away from the soap thing for a moment and go okay now we're going to have a big bombastic visual because yeah. there's stuff that happens in episode 13 that could never have happened on the budget of the original <laughs> time it's, it's one of those things I think what I'm saying on the forums is people are being really rewarded by following it closely and by listening to each episode when it comes mm. out and, and listening for clues, they're also picking up on, oh, you know, why is that character now doing that? You know, and, and I think and you there's know, a lot hidden in there. There really is. Yeah, a lot and it's also yeah, it does reward repeat listening as well. I think that's the thing. Which a lot of them, they've got time to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Repeat it's half an hour. Repeat purchasing would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but, but for a yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to um, anybody who's sort of listened to other big finishes stuff? I mean, obviously there's mainly Doctor Who, but all sorts of other things. And who's still yet to give Dutch Arrows a go? Why do you think they should try this one? I think it's got it's, that. The, the, the most Doctor Who thing about it is the cliffhangers. Mm, you know, okay, I, yeah. You know, old Doctor Who fans, you tune in week in, week out, and you had a really good cliffhanger. Mostly had a really good cliffhanger <laughs> at, the, at the end of an episode. And actually, I think we go for, we go for that thing. We go for the kind of 25 minutes, mm-hmm. good cliffhanger. And, you know, it is, it's not exactly sci-fi, but it's in that sci-fi horror fantasy realm. There is, I mean, there's a lot of parallels to draw between the productions of the two shows, yeah. even though it's not quite yeah. the same. But And in how they're sort of culturally placed as well. It's like the memory of a childhood 
rushing home to watch this thing, yeah. sort of thing. I think the one thing that this is, especially Bloodlust, is it's it's just something very different to to what they've done before. I and that was part. Sorry, just uh, just to pick <laughs> up on that. I'll cut right across you. But actually, it was part of the thing that when we got commissioned to do a full cast range. That was more or less the first conversation was right. Well, actually, how do we get people to notice that it's there? Mm. Because Big Finish produces so many things, and Dark Shadows, certainly in the UK, is sort of way down the list for a lot of people. And it's like, right, we have, we're going to have to fight our corner here and actually try and get this different as in as many ways as we possibly can. So, I mean, we got new listeners at Big Finish Day since gone on the yes. forums uh-huh. and, and gone, they've never heard Dark Shadows before, they've with, now yeah. had the first six episodes and gone. And this, because know, because really everything else it. just comes out complete. Yes. Like, you know, like yes. Something like House I think that's a big thing. Now. Yeah. There is no other range where you can you can come out and actually go. There is the first twenty five minute episode. Let's mm. all talk about it. Yeah, it, that's like, what I was going to say. Is that for thing. me? It's been it's been like that because I've been listening to it with my housemates, and that's something that first of all, it's so busy, and there's so many characters, and there's so much going on, and there's so much to to kind of, and it's like it's like going. And it, is that lovely small town feel of like you're going into a town mm. and you know everyone, and you kind of wonder how they feel about each other. But for me, with one of the great things about serialized drama is talking about it in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it's like it's one of the most fun things. One of the things I love about television is just that you get to really pick over stuff, and that's what's great about this is that it's coming out. It's staggered. Mm-hmm. This cliffhanger is. It is something people can join in now and not lose that experience, yeah. which is the best thing about it. You know, the flavor changes a bit, doesn't it, as yeah. it goes on? Because the first couple of episodes are actually quite cozy. Yeah, yeah no. Then, when I listen to them, I'm like, yeah. I'm sure it sounds like it's like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of kind of scary, weird stuff. But the second half is just going to make it seem like a walk in the park. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, even in episode one, though, because I love the fact that for ten minutes. It's it's just it's lovely. People landing in town and and a lot of people who've been commenting going those characters are a bit much, aren't they? Which is obviously going somewhere and all that's fine. And then about the ten twelve minute mark, there's just a sort of sudden out of the blue. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just the first sort of real supernatural moment. And uh, I think we've managed to, to who can surprise everyone with that so far. So. I love I love that. I, I shouldn't say I love that. It's my episode. When Maggie's kind of first giving her talk in the bar mm-hmm. he's just in the back he's kind of just little snatches of conversation mm. in the you genuinely get like a sidelong glance at some characters because you, like as far as this couple no, these people aren't important yeah, yeah. yeah. honestly yeah. like they, they, they are just parts of this town and then yeah I like the, the <laughs> Maggie build up is... Mike Melody this woman was in the TV series from the start you're not talking over <laughs> and also episode one reintroduces Isaiah Trask the best mad old man it's oh, never it been in anything yeah. ever. Jerry yeah. Lacey is an absolute god of acting. And made fantasy Googling Bible verses oh, very rewarding. Yes. <laughs> 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 read out a Bible verse, I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. If people did want to know how we did put it all together, how we came up with the murder victims and the killer and everything like that, and how it all tied together, obviously, after episode 13, we're probably going to do another podcast. So if you want to email Big Finish... Is it the inquiries or the podcast? There'll be inquiries, I think. Inquiries or podcasting. Just email all of them. I'll give you Nick Briggs' home email. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's his number. Text him with questions about Maggie Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, day or night. Nick Briggs will be thrilled by that. So if you wanted to ask questions about how it was put together or why we chose the killers and killer and victim victims... Um, or anything like that. Or just any questions about the casting, it. anything you like. Casting yes. or where we're going next to Dark Shadows. We're going to do a Q&A podcast. So to our round time of episode 13, I'll set up a thread on the forum and people can just post on the forum with, with any questions. We'll have three questions and we'll have a very short podcast. And, and we should also say um, thank you to everybody who already has. 
Indeed, yes. Yeah. Because it's incredibly important that you buy it and talk about it and tell your friends and buy them all of the other copies. Yes. yes. Yeah. And keep keep theorizing and keep posting yes. those theories because some of you are close and some of you are way off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very here's, much. Here's, so here's a clip from episode seven. Seven. Angelique. He awakens. How kind of you. How, how long have I been resting? Well, it appears that last night's events took it out of all of us. Not that I've slept. My dreams have been fitful, to say the least. But you, asleep for the whole day, I assume that you are a full vampire again. <sighs> what a beautiful home you have. Where's Quentin? In town. Hunting for information. And we're expected to sit and wait. We should be out there standing our ground instead of... Biding our time? Barnabas Collins, could it be that we have swapped places? You, the impulsive monster on the hunt. Me, the calm voice of reason. Although, I do have to say, bloodlust is a charming color on you. Uh, back away, witch. We should be focusing our attention on Maggie Evans. Her threats aren't just for show. You saw that last night. All bark and no bite. All pitchfork and no reasoning. When Quentin summoned me, I thought Maggie would be in danger. But it's clear the problem has gone far beyond that. The problem? The problem, Barnabas, is that you never had much of a taste for strong women. And how are your tastes, Barnabas? Have you been eating well, or should I say... Feeding well? You two are like the riddle about the farmer and the boat. I can't leave you alone without you ending up at each other's throats. One way or another. Quentin, what have you discovered? What are their plans? I managed to navigate town without too much trouble, but it's clear people don't trust me after defending you two last night. They don't know you are one of us? Do you think they will come back? I don't know. They haven't decided... We must strike while they're in disarray. Maggie's in no position to be leader of some kind of armed militia. We can get to her. I saw her face last night. There is weakness there. There is weakness because you want to see weakness. Oh, and you, Quentin. You're both thinking of the Maggie Evans you used to know. But the woman has changed. She's stronger. She's... she's vicious. All the more reason to go on the offensive. An attack? We just need to frighten them into giving up their crusade. Fear is what got us into this mess, Barnabas. If we go on the offensive, we can push them into a mass retaliation. And I think there's been enough violence. Wouldn't you agree? Ooh.